0: Hello, you're listening to Wolves Weekly on Wolves Radio, here to give you a big update from what has been a really big week. There's been a couple of games that have happened uh, with just the first team, but also with Wolves women and the under-23 since we last spoke, so we've got lots to get through today. Mikey, how are you doing? Uh,
1: yeah, it's it's always difficult, isn't it, off the back of uh, a disappointing defeat the other mm. night and, and kind of the high of the result at Chelsea, which... You know, it's it's the strangest thing, and it's. I said after the game at Stamford Bridge that, you know, it's why we love football mm. because you do get highs and lows, and it feels like we've had plenty. Uh, in you know, not just with the first team because you know, let's face it, there haven't been a huge amount of highs in the last <laughs> couple of weeks. But it has been a season of some highs, and oh, I will we'll come yeah. to that in a second. But yeah, so it's a strange week. It's a strange time. Uh, we've got a couple more games to go. and everyone's focus is on on keeping going I guess at this stage
0: yeah I mean the end of the season is so close I don't know about you Mikey but I feel like my brain my brain ends after Liverpool away I can't think what comes after that right now I think like my 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 life works in seasons and so the summer feels months away but actually it's like two weeks away so it's really really bizarre at the moment but we've got a lot that's going to happen before we get to that Anfield match and and also lots has happened so there's lots for us to discuss here as well and um, let's start with that Chelsea match away at Stamford Bridge last Saturday first what's an incredible comeback that was the away end was absolutely bouncing when Connor equalized in those final moments I mean after a difficult few games I think that moment meant even more didn't it
1: yeah we needed it and uh... I spoke a couple of weeks ago about Wolves' powers of recovery that were so strong over the last couple of years, seemingly had had deserted them, this campaign. The only time that they'd come back from going a goal down to get anything was at Aston Villa, and what a remarkable last 10 minutes of that game that turned out to be at Villa Park. And so, you know, when they went 2 nil down there was a real moment and i remember saying on commentary you know this is this is where we're going to learn an awful lot about these players you know what have they got in terms of character left in the tank what is there about their attitude that's going to say that's it we now draw a line and we're going to come back from this and they did and uh, you know you looked at the senior players getting together and going right this is this is the end this is what we do we must stop this run. Because they could have rolled over like they did against Brighton and, and conceded a lot of goals. And they didn't. They came back. It was a wonderful turnaround. And it, it just gave you that sight of what made people fall in love with this team over the last couple of years because they're capable of doing it. And it's why I've said to you before, why we get so frustrated when they don't do it Because we know that when they are on form, when they're on fire, when they perform to how we know that they're capable of performing, they are a match for anybody, barring potentially, (laughs) he says with the caveat, of the top two teams who are by far Uh, and away a level above anything else in the Premier League this year.
0: Yeah, let's let's get on to that in a second. I think um, with the Chelsea game, I mean, I spoke to Tony Roberts after the game, and he said that they were in the changing room disappointed they didn't get a winner in the end. You know, it was it was that kind of that that kind of game, that kind of comeback where they were like they they played so well. You know, yeah. it was it was all to, it was all it was all there to take.
1: Well, you put you can put down the list of opportunities certainly in that crazy five minute period at the end of the first half. Room, yeah, because I think it's fair to say for the first twenty 20, 25 minutes we were not playing that well. Chelsea had an awful lot of the ball. We were struggling to hold on to it in high areas. And then we found a way to to really strike at Chelsea on the counter-attack. Ruben Neves played a beautiful ball through for, I think, Pedro Neto that, mm. that laid to the Leander Dendonka chance. Willy Boly set Ryan Aitnori away right at the end of the half. You know, there were some really good opportunities. You know, Romain Saiz had a couple of ones from set-piece chances. You know, good good heading opportunities that he didn't get enough on to get it on target. And even in the second half, we had some of those. So you mm. kind of legitimately looked at it and go, how are we 2 nil down in this game? Because Chelsea haven't done a great deal against us. And, and yet we are losing this match. And that's why I say it could have gone and spiraled. Mm. It didn't. They kept going. Yeah. Francisco Trincao scored a beautiful goal. Really mm. beautiful goal, you know. Doesn't get talked about a huge amount because he's had a disappointing campaign by his own standards, realistically, mm. and what we all hoped he would do when he arrived mm. here. You know, we saw what he was capable of in the first couple of matches. I remember at Man- against Manchester United at Molyneux, where he absolutely destroyed Manchester United. He was superb that day, mm. but he didn't. You know, he had one effort that was cleared off the line, I think, by Fred, and that kind of inability to get that ball over the line. Is what is always going to be running through the entire campaign for Wolves, for a lot of players whose seasons they will look at it. You know, when you come to, if you, you know, if you got a school report card and you were marking it down, <laughs> you know, the teacher would write a comment on pretty much everybody, which was has not finished enough. <laughs> yeah. And we finally saw it from Trinkau, beautiful yeah. goal, and and you know Connor Cody, what can you say? Yeah, I mean, incredible. I, I didn't even see him go up. Didn't even see him make that move. Don't, you know, Ryan, when Ryan A. Norrie has launched that ball forwards, what is going through the mind of Connor Cody that says I'm going? Yeah. I'm putting the afterburners. Uh, I had a joke with him the other day about, you know, finally that speed that's normally used to just run and join in other people's celebrations was used for good for him getting on the end of a cross and a beautiful cross it was by Chiquinho as well.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chiquinho's done fantastically. I think he really deserved the start that he had uh, on Wednesday against Manchester City. So, I will move us on now to Wednesday night against Man City. It was, you know, it was difficult, difficult game to watch. It's never nice seeing a score line like that against your own team. But as you said, oh, Manchester City are just a, a phenomenal team. You know, I think you know you have to give credit where credit is due. They are just absolutely phenomenal. They are on an incredible run. They need that goal difference to potentially secure them the title. They are fighting. Every single game, they need a, a big result to keep them in that title race. I think they're probably in a position now we have only got a couple of games left of the season. They probably have just done it. But, you know, it's taken a lot for them to sort of hold on to that with Liverpool, you know, chasing at their, um, chasing at their tails. Um, you know, they've won their last five league games, including the one against us, by three or more goals, which is an English top flight records never in history has that ever happened before which just goes to show you it's not just us it's not just Wolves they've done this to so many teams they've done so many teams this season they have just been on an incredible run of form and you know we've seen some uh difficult and disappointing performances at Molly this season but I actually don't think that this Wednesday was one of them I don't think that's up there with one of the you know I don't think it was necessarily a bad performance I think there just wasn't much we could have done to stop Manchester City I mean Kevin De Bruyne is absolutely world-class you know it's difficult to watch but I'm, I'm not too disheartened from Wednesday compared to some other games that we've been here speaking about as the season's gone on.
1: Yeah, look, there are there are a couple of points to make. I completely agree with you that Kevin De Bruyne was magnificent. It's mm. one of the best performances by away players I've seen at Molyneux in yeah. a long time, maybe Absolutely. even in all the years that I've been covering this football club. It, you know, he had three efforts on goal in the first 23 minutes, and he scored them all. And and all three of them are nigh-on unstoppable. You know, there's not a great deal you can do about that. Uh, you know, the, people will forget that it's not actually as if man city were peppering our goal at that point they just had three efforts and they scored the three goals yeah wolves scored a beautiful goal again i mean it gets <laughs> it gets forgotten
0: yeah but it is point. one of the be-
1: you know it was right up there in terms of the best team goal that wolves have scored all season for me obviously not individual goal of the season because you know they've been you know we have Ruben Neves and he does things that <laughs> that are just pure
0: genius (laughs) yeah
1: but you know so genuinely you know wolves weren't bad and I think the key point to make and yes people will be frustrated that we conceded five goals at home no matter how good Manchester City are there will be a lot of reflection in that dressing room that say we shouldn't allow that to happen and we have to have a response to that that Mm. that's goes without saying but the one thing that I would make the point on Jen. Is that when we went to Man City early in the season, and when we played Liverpool at home early in the season, which was in the same batch of games, mm. slightly different tweaked round, it didn't feel like we really took the game to them. It felt like we we went with a plan that was completely to stifle them, and we had our, I think we only had one shot in one of those games, you know, and it, it wasn't it wasn't what we want to see mm. from this football team. We have built a reputation in the last couple of years of being a nuisance to the big traditional top six teams mm-hmm. and playing, yes, on a counter-attack style, but still, you know, we remember going to Manchester City and playing Treore and Vinagre as wing-backs, you know, and, and, and taking the game to them in some respects. So what I wanted to see personally was us, do you know what, Man City are a great side, They have the ability to beat us. If we put 11 men behind the ball, we're going to get beaten anyway. We may as well try and play some football, Mm. try and play on the counter-attack and and try and cause them some issues. And whether it worked or not, Chiquinho as a wing-back helped to do that. And we saw we scored a brilliant goal. We had arguably uh, at least two, if not three, really strong penalty shouts. Now, I'm not saying it would have changed the outcome of the game, But, you know, I made a comment in Commentary Gem that um, it's almost becoming like umpire's call in cricket, whereby if the referee gives those on the field, they don't get overturned by a VAR. That's just an issue Mm -hmm. that there is with the video assistant because he can only overturn what's a clear and obvious error. And if he's being told by the man on the field that, you know, Sinchenko got to the ball or mm. uh, Fernandinho got to the ball, despite the fact that they took out our player to do so, that's not a clear and obvious error for the VAR to intervene, to, especially to an experienced official. Mm. Again, I'm not saying it would have changed the result.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. I mean, it's frustrating when you see those moments, and particularly when, you know, decisions go against us, as unfortunately it seems like they sometimes do. um, You know, it's it's really frustrating and you sit there sort of thinking oh why is VAR not looking at this one when it's looked at this one and this one and you know and it's it's difficult but you're right it necessarily wouldn't, didn't necessarily would have changed the game um, it's just it is just an added an added yeah. element of frustration
1: yeah I mean I say change the game in terms of we, we might have still lost probably would have still lost because Man City were that good yeah but at key stages it might have been 3-2 at half time mm. you know it might we, and then who knows what happens can we yeah. go and get it 3-3 of course we can so that's the frustration. But as I say, there is an element that we should say, you know, that we were clapped off at halftime, mm. despite being 3-1 down. That's what Wolves fans want to see. You want to see yeah. them have a go. You want to see them, you know, get stuck in, take the game to their opponents, no matter who they are. If their quality is higher, and let's face it, it was... Fair enough. Kevin De Bruyne is a magnificent footballer. He had a magnificent performance, as did a number of other Manchester City players. You just have to hold your hands up and say, you know, that is that is what it, what it is in football. Some teams have better players because they've spent their money and they've developed things in a certain way. And they're at a different stage of their cycle. And as frustrating as that is, that is football. And there are 19 other teams who will step back at the end of the season and be in the exact same position looking at what Manchester City have done. Yeah. That's where we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've got one last home game now to come. Two games left until the end of the season. I mean, I don't know about you, Mikey, but I feel like the season's come really quickly. I think I say this probably every year. Um, you know, reflecting back to to last year, Bruno coming in, making their summer signings, unsure of what was to come. And, you know, the season we've had, we've had some incredible moments, incredible moments at Molineux, incredible moments away like that Aston Villa game, I think has got to be that they my favourite game of the season, potentially for several seasons that, well, since I've been here, at least. Um, there have been some fantastic memories and... And that all comes to an end at Molyneux on Sunday as we face Norwich. Now, Norwich have been a difficult side for us to face this season. Face them twice, once in the Cup and once away at Carrow Road. But you never know what's going to happen. They've, of course, been relegated now from the Premier League. It's a difficult one to call, but we'll have to just wait and see what happens on that final day. It'll be a special match as well, of course, because it's the final home game. It'll be a lap of appreciation afterwards. It's always amazing to share that moment with the players and the fans. You know, and, and fingers crossed for, for a good result as well. Um, do you have any idea of, of of what you think might happen on Sunday, Mikey?
1: Uh, it's tough, isn't it, as yeah. you say. Uh, Norwich <laughs> played really well against us at their place earlier in the season. I think it was Dean Smith's first home game or maybe second home game, something like that. So he hadn't been in charge very long. And obviously they were in a bit of a new manager bounce mm, yeah. at the time. They They can play with a freedom that comes with being relegated yeah. and obviously trying to impress for next season, whether that's for club other clubs to pick them up or whether it's just to stay for Norwich and to to make sure that they're in the manager's plans as he's gonna try and turn things round. Similar situation for Wolves in some respects in that you know, given the fact that West Ham are playing against Manchester City, a win for Wolves and a good win takes it to the final day in terms Mm. of trying to sneak into seventh. Now obviously we know where we're going on the final day. A massive uphill task to try and uh, to try and overturn the deficit that we now have, but that's what's the caveat in terms of I don't anticipate us making lots of changes and, and mm-hmm. experimenting with things that ordinarily we may well have done because that carrot is still there mm-hmm. and because we need a win. Let's face it, our home form—not just this season, but across the last two seasons—nobody has lost more home games than we have in the Premier League in the last two seasons. Now, that's a remarkable statistic for a team that had built a fortress for Molyneux. So we need a strong crowd. We need a vociferous crowd. There was an element for the first 15 minutes, Jan, where Molyneux on Wednesday night was like it was when we first got promoted. And I know things change. I know that there is a, an apathy that creeps in when you've been in the Premier League for a number of seasons. It's not the same as when you're first there and experiencing it. But I've always said to you, when Molyneux is at its best, when it is truly, truly a fearsome place to come, that's when it, I said on commentary, it bleeds onto the field. It inspires the players to step up their game and play to a level that we want them to play at. Mm -hmm. So I implore supporters, get down to Molyneux, be loud, be as vocal as you can be, show some strength in terms of what we require from the stands mm-hmm. and let's hope that the players can respond to it
0: absolutely yeah hopefully it will be an exciting afternoon for our final game a good send-off uh, from molyneux on sunday now on wednesday night we may have had a disappointing result at home with the men's first team but it was an absolutely incredible night for Wolves women who were in a black country derby for the County Cup final. Now I'm pleased to say, although I'm sure everyone listening already knows because we've been shouting about it quite a lot. Uh, they won 4-1 to secure their second trophy of the season. Absolutely incredible. What a campaign they've had. Unfortunately, of course, Dan McNamara is not here to share it with them at the moment, but a huge, and they've done him them, done them so proud um, with, that, with that final match on Wednesday night. And some absolutely incredible goals. If you haven't watched them, we, we played them in the stadium bowl at halftime on Wednesday night because the game kicked off slightly earlier than our one at Molyneux. Um, but if not, they're over on the walls of me on Twitter. And they are just, they're all contenders for goal of the season. <laughs> and they all came in the same match. <laughs> There's Amber Hughes with an absolute rocket. Maz, Maz Gauntlet with another worldie. She scored some great ones this season. Anna Moffitt then got a penalty. And then Tammy George with the fourth. And it was just an absolutely incredible goal. It, it, They are such a a brilliant, brilliant uh, team and I'm just so pleased with the successes they've had this season because they absolutely deserve it and once you've seen those goals I hope that will implore you to want to go and see them in this playoff final that they've got next Saturday. It's going to be a huge game. They play such fantastic football. They score incredible goals like those ones over on the Twitter account and I would just I'm really, really excited for that promotion playoff final. They're on such a high. They've had success after success after success this season. They've got one final push to see if they can get their spot in the championship next season. It's going to be a tough match. They're facing Southampton, who are the Southern champions, and they are also an incredible team who have enjoyed lots of successes this season, won lots of trophies as well. But it's going to come down to that final one game. There's not sort of home and away leg. There's just one match for this one promotion spot so it could go either way and i think it's going to be a really exciting watch it's at stockport county um, there is going to be subsidized travel there you can sort that on the wolves website get your tickets get there and maybe make a weekend of it if you are coming to Anfield as well go to stockport stay over have a night out in liverpool and then go to Anfield the next day there's a weekend <laughs> there's a weekend package there you can definitely do something nice at the end of the season um and yeah hopefully a really exciting day and uh, I've got everything crossed you know it's been an incredible season whether they get promotion or not but it really would be the cherry on top of the cake it would be absolutely incredible so we'll have to see what happens Um, but speaking of Black Country Derby Cup finals Mikey, they seem like a rarity but we've got two in one week there's another one coming tonight isn't there
1: Yes, and it is at the Hawthorns. Uh, depending on what when you're listening to this, it may or may not have already happened. Uh, check out the uh, Wolves Academy Twitter accounts, <laughs> uh, social media, and Wolves.co.uk uk to find out the result. If you're listening after Friday evening UK time, um, <laughs> it, it's. Yeah, you know, the the 23s, I've said to you before, Jem, they've been an absolute joy to watch in the last couple of months. And they've got themselves through to a Premier League Cup final. It's a relatively new competition, this. It's only been going since 2014. And the, the biggest academies who are involved in the UEFA you know, youth competitions don't take part in it. But, you know, still Arsenal and a few of the other big ones were involved and we were up against West Ham in the group stages along with Swansea and Exeter, Swansea previous winner also were a losing finalist as well so they got good pedigree in this competition we got past all of them in the group stage you know we've beaten Wigan we've beaten Peterborough we've beaten Middlesbrough to get to this against West Bromwich Albion at the Hawthorns for the glory of being Premier League Cup winners and there will be people that will go what, what is this competition, what is it, it it's the you know, it's, <laughs> it's all of the academies so not just the category ones that are in Premier League 2, Division 1 and 2, like Wolves are but all of the academies, it's like the you know, like the FA Cup for under 23s football and we are in the final of it, fittingly on <laughs> FA Cup final weekend and uh, I hope they can do it because <laughs> Uh, As I was talking to a colleague of ours uh, in the press box the other day who said he's definitely going to be, make sure he's going to be there because there will be nothing better than to see the old gold lifting a trophy and the Hawthorns. Come on.
0: (laughs) I've also heard, Mikey, I mean, this is is rumours that I am that i 'm hearing, but apparently there 's going to be i think they 're expecting about six thousand fans in attendance at the hawthorns this evening, six thousand most of those of course uh, coming from West Brom but I think we've, we're sending a, a thousand or a couple of thousand as well ourselves, um, which is absolutely huge. Like the atmosphere there is going to be incredible. Of course, last season with the Black Country Derbies in the Premier League, we both behind closed doors. So this is an opportunity now, as it was on Wednesday with the women as well, for both teams to get behind um, their side in a Black Country Derby. And it, yeah, I mean, the bragging rights that are going to come from this this evening. And if, if you're not going to be there at the Hawthorns or, you know, if you're listening to this at a later date, you are going to be streaming it, aren't you, Mikey?
1: Uh, Yep, it is on Wolves TV uh, and on our YouTube channel, I believe. Um, Can we just tell the story, by the way, Uh, just as a a lighter moment, after all, of our Man City chat (laughs) of the Black Country Derby at the Hawthorns last season? Because (laughs) you and our camera person, uh, Meg, at the time... I uh, got caught in a bit of a rain shower, if I remember correctly.
0: <laughs> to be fair, I think it would be, if Meg ever listens to this, who was the who was the video producer at the time, she would be um, very upset with me if I say that I also got caught in the rain because I did not to any extent that she did. <laughs> I was there a little bit pre-match. I was there a little bit at halftime. But the rest of the time, I got to go and sit very, very cosy up in the press box, whereas she was down pitch side filming edge of that entire game in the rain. She got absolutely drenched absolutely the rain just was relentless in that game and it oh, it I did feel really bad for her I think I sent her down a hot chocolate at some point but didn't stay with her to drink it I went back up to the press box <laughs> but then came down to do post-match at the end of the game beautiful sunshine the rain stopped <laughs> the clouds the clouds dispersed and I stood there dry ready for a, for a post-match interview with, with I think it was Fabio Silva at the time actually so um yeah I mean who knows what's going to happen this evening? And you'll have to keep us updated, Mikey. And, and also, hopefully, we'll speak about it next week when we've got our hands on another trophy. Second trophy of the week for Wolves. What, what a moment that would be!
1: Yeah, potentially. And then next week, next Tuesday, uh, get yourself down to Molyneux again because it's the uh, playoff semi final for the under 23s from Premier League 2, Division 2 uh, against Norwich again, actually. Um, so, Wolves v Norwich round two. Around well, round three, technically, because the under-23s won at Norwich in the final yeah. game of the season. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, uh, it's, it's there. And if they can get through, then I think the final is scheduled to be around the final weekend of the season. So we okay. could be in for uh, the women's playoff final, the A final game of Saturday. the season at Liverpool, and uh, potentially around those dates, somewhere to be fitted in, would be an under-23s playoff final at Molyneux again. Wow. So, um, basically, don't plan any holidays, Gem, <laughs> just yet, because our season could be ongoing. <laughs> and and with the season restart, I mean, honestly, right, I, I put the little man to bed last night, and one of the last things he said to me was, he was like, um, so there's only like, a week of the season to go. I was like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then we'll have the weekends to do lots of cool stuff. And he was like... <laughs> But then when does the next season start? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, it's earlier, isn't it? Because of yeah. the World Cup. So it'll actually be back before you know it.
0: Yeah. It always goes really quickly, doesn't it, that that break? And it's going to be odd that, of course, the World Cup's happening this year, but it's not happening over the summer. So it's going to be a, um, a, a weird one. And then, yeah, we're starting a week earlier. So I think the season restarts from the first weekend of August. So it's a little bit of an earlier one. Uh, and then there's lots of fixtures i think i've had a, had a look at the calendar for next year which i think is still to be released in terms of what fixtures are going to be but in terms of where they're going to sit on what weekends i think there's lots lots crammed in before the world cup in november so before you know it mikey we'll be back and we'll have lots and lots more games to discuss as we go into yeah, we'll the next season Ma- you we'll know, maybe we'll here. start
1: talking to some Supporters clubs from around the world yeah, again. I exactly. enjoyed that last
0: summer. That was great last summer. Yeah, if you haven't if you haven't heard those from last year, then have a look on the Wolves Radio app, or I think they're also on Spotify and lots of other, whatever, whichever platforms you get your podcasts from, um, where we spoke to Worldwide Wolves supporters. And oh, yeah, maybe we'll f- let's restart that again this summer. That'll be good. Let's speak to some more supporters clubs. Um, and yeah, so we'll have a couple of weeks off. And then before you know it, yeah, we're back here talking about new season, pre-season, getting the season started. It'll, it'll come around really quickly. <laughs>
1: Oh, I'm not even maybe, finish this one yet. I
0: know. <laughs> you get you'll get a small break, a small break, Mikey, before we, before I drag you back for some podcasts. Don't worry. Um, but yes, one more week to go, one week and a bit to go of the season. We'll bring you another update next week before that all comes to an end. And then, yeah, fingers crossed, we can we can end it on a high for the under 23s Wolves women, and the first team. Let's see what happens, and we'll be back next week.